Homies home. <laughs> if you've been playing this Andy Martinez clip that uh, J5 and I have been playing for the past two days, you'll understand why that is funny. But it is Jay-Z's birthday. We'll start off without our normal intros and say uh, happy birthday to Jay-Z on episode 12 of RSPN. Normally, we would give our normal intros and say that he's Jeff and I am Mark and we'll introduce you to another week in the wonderful world of the Alpha Sport. They know who we are. But Jay's been making some uh, Jay's been making some headlines for these past few days, and of course it's his birthday. So you know, shout out to what, what was your favorite headline this week from Hove? Let me actually let me tell you mine. I like the uh, <laughs> I like him accidentally playing back to back on a double date <laughs> for me. Me <laughs> <laughs> too. I mean, you can't. Yeah, yeah, you can't check you me like what I mean? the fuck. It's like, I mean, you it's not play like this shit in front of me. It's like, like it's not like me didn't know the song was hot. You know what I'm saying? So. <laughs> he tries to not rap the shit in front of Jay. Yeah, yeah. It's like you know he knows it's high. It's just it's, it was trouble, trouble situation. Jay I had a little relationship, but yeah, man. Um, championships came out on Friday. Had a nice hey. verse, him and Ross. So shout out to that. Happy birthday, home. Um, we have plenty to get to this week. Of course, there's been some firings. There's been some stories, and there are some news. There is some news. Vucevic has been playing pretty. What the fuck is this? What's going on, man? What's going on? What the f- it's not me. Jeff, what the fuck is this? What the fuck, man? Jeff, what the f- That was this! <laughs> you alright, buddy? You wanna explain what the hell that is? Hey man. Ben Simmons, man. He took a he took a jumper, man. When? You didn't see it, bro? This past week? Yes, sir. Did you see it? He it took was a beautiful. Ju- he- it, it was beautiful. He took a jump shot. Beautiful form. Matter of fact, it was a, it was a turnaround, Jay. You're telling me that Ben Simmons turned around, yeah, on an NBA defender. Yes, <laughs> spun around, spun around, put the shot up, put the shot up. Beautiful form, really nice form. And he was able to shoot the shot successfully. He took the jump shot, bro. Three. Play the siren again. It wasn't a three. <laughs> Play the damn siren again. It wasn't a three. Stop the entire damn show of RSPN. We have high alert. We have high alert. I don't even care if it was a three. But it was a jumper, bro. The form was beautiful, uh, but that motherfucker sunk. We have to stop the show. So we have video from Jeff that Ben Simmons has taken a jump shot. It looks like this was on Sunday against the Memphis Grizzlies. (laughs) Let's take a look at how this went down. Okay. There's a shot. Dear God. <laughs> no, actually, you know what? Nope. 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 What's nope. wrong, man? You don't like it? You know what? That was you uh, like uh you know, it was a, it was a good uh, it was a good. I thought he had it was a good attempt. Form. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was, yeah, was, it was a yeah. good attempt. Mm-hmm. It's just <laughs> the ball just mm-hmm. sunk. Yep, bro. yep. Great form. Just you know, had an unfortunate event with the. Uh, oh, I see. What's way that the here. ball you went through. Wanna, you don't want to tell so, the truth. Uh, you don't want to tell the truth, man. It's not slander, uh, bro. You are critiquing. No, no. I think shot. I, it's okay. I, you don't no, have to no, slander I think it. I, I think I've seen what I needed to see. You know, it was a, it was a, it was a good, very good attempt by Ben. You know, against 
Oh, my God. Bro, just say what you want to say, bro. A very quality defender. You know, maybe next time he'll be able to get that shot off. And Wow. Are you, are you giving – so are you you giving Ben your support? Uh. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what it sounds like. I mean, it sounds like you you're you're supporting his J. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you want it to get that, better? That's um sure, <laughs> sure. Why not? Do you want do you want the 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 jump shot to get better so that the Sixers can get better? Oh, of course. Uh huh. Okay. Of course. Mm-hmm. So you you want well, that you want you want that jumper to 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 start developing for the playoffs, right? You know, Ben Simmons, Ray Allen, same difference. <laughs> okay, right? Mark. Okay, Mark with the K. You never know. Oh, dear God, don't start with this K shit. Hey, man. Tweet Mark, M-A-R-C-K. No, 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 do not do this, please. <laughs> let's, let's get Ryan it going. I started some shit. You Ryan already- started some shit that I do not want to translate to Twitter. Hey, you already know Amp is going to be the first one. <laughs> Amp's probably already dying laughing at this right now. <laughs> listen, listen, Amp, do me a favor. Tweet Mark uh, with the with the CK attached. Thanks. This is me. not the positive energy to have on Jay Z's birthday. I'll just say that. Talking about right, positive you know? energy. Come on, man. It's Hove, man. It's not O2 anymore. We've done, <laughs> we've done heavy visits of O. We've done heavy visits of O2 this past week in the RNC, but. We've got we've got two things to discuss before we get to the main event uh, after the commercial break. Mm. One being the firing of Bulls head coach Fred mm. Hoiberg. Man, should have sent, now, sent us back Levine before he got fired, man. Yeah, right. Yeah, free, 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 back. Free, free Zach, man. Now, uh, you and I follow a lot of Chicago people on Twitter, so in the morning when the news broke, I saw a lot of happiness, a lot of it's about damn time. And he was <laughs> I mean, released yesterday. This is true. I mean, I'm not trying to shit on them, but they, they should be better than what they are. I mean, yeah, Bulls fans are fed up. When the news dropped on ESPN, I don't think anybody was surprised at all. Right now, the Bulls are 5-19 and 19 as we speak to start the season, uh, a season that they expected to be at least a little bit better. They did not want to be in the areas of Atlanta and, you know, and the Eastern <laughs> Conference champion Cleveland Cavaliers. I I know they got like young boys and stuff like that over there, but like man, like I just feel like, I, does it feel like they should be better, or am I over exact? Like, am I giving them too much credit? They could be better, but uh, they are one of the teams throughout this year that have had a large amount of injuries to those who were supposed to support them throughout these fir- the first quarter of the season. You have Denzel Valentine who was out, uh, Bobby mm-hmm. Portis has been out, right, right. Chris Dunn has been out. Yeah, Chris started um, balling though, last season, too. Yeah, even though Zach Levine was able to return and, and be able to put well enough numbers to keep Chicago uh, afloat for at least five games, you also have uh, Laurie Markkinen, who just came back off his el- elbow yeah. injury. Didn't, didn't Jabari and just get back as well? Jabari was also back as well. He's been trying to perform mm-hmm. well with Chicago. But, you know, you're 5-19. Five, you're, five you're losing to a large amount of the Eastern Conference. You aren't winning your away games. So now who's out? Dunn, uh, Portis, and Valentine are they're the, they're injured still, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So and with I mean, and with those with those people that they have, and this isn't necessarily a this isn't necessarily an excuse for Fred, but they have one of the worst offenses in the NBA, and it just speaks to their and it just speaks to their record. It makes sense. I, every time I, I watch one of their games, it's like I feel like Zach is doing so much. Like I think he, he's averaging twenty five right now. 
which is is dope. But you know, he's shooting like forty three percent. He's their best player. You, I mean, I would say, and he's coming off of ACL. Kind of worries me. Like I feel like he's putting a lot of work in for that team. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, like I feel like he shouldn't have to do so so much at the moment, considering that they're still not winning. You know what I mean? Like I could see if he was putting in this work and hitting these big shots and doing all this and then you know getting some dubs off of it but now it's like man he's he's working so hard but it's not meaning anything yeah Zach Levine doesn't necessarily have the luxury that Gordon Hayward does where there are are many rotations to Boston they can switch out whoever they need to and and Gordon has the opportunity to uh, either excel and get a large amount of points when he wants to or he can have a night where he's very calm and and be able to score single digits. Right. Although, uh, Zach although Levine, Zach is is has been much better than than Hayward. Coming yeah, Zach Levine Hayward. is literally the centerpiece of Chicago. Without that, there isn't really much that they lead to. I mean, I think their second, I think their second scoring option after Zach has been Jabari and maybe Justin Holiday, but they're well under twenty five points a game. So it really hasn't right, been okay. yeah, the workload that Zach has been able to take, especially playing. All of the games. You're right. Uh, well, I'm I think he's seeing it now. Uh, game, well, Jabari's averaging 16, and then after that, it drops to 12 points a game for Justin Holiday. So, yeah, I mean, mm-hmm. you can't you can't have that. And you have the rookie Wendell Carter Jr., who has been able to provide some assistance to Justin and Jabari and Zach. But outside of that, you really don't have too much to help with scoring in Chicago. So the five and 19 really speaks to not only the personnel that you have on the floor. But even with that, Fred hasn't been able to get the job done with what he has. Right. I mean, even if, let's say, for example, they're five, they're five and nineteen. Um, let's say you know he could at least have them at 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 you know ten wins. You know what I'm saying? Eight wins. Some just something so where you can see some, you know, like yeah, we we have some injuries. We have a lot of things missing. At least show some some kind of good coaching, right? I mean, when you get your team in a bad situation. You at least got to show that you can coach, win some of these games. Now, uh, the president of the basketball operations uh, for Chicago, John Paxson, and pretty much said that they want they did not want to wait for a situation where everybody is back and healthy, and now you play the game of okay, let's try and catch up. I think five and nineteen is a very deep hole. It is, especially in an Eastern Conference where a lot of people have storied it to be improving and getting a whole lot better. You have brand new teams that are in the East uh, who are trying to solidify their spot. And you have many others that are trying to fight their way into that top eight. And with Chicago being down the way that they are, it gets very difficult to do that, even with the injuries that they may have. I don't think the return of uh, fucking Bobby Portis is going to excel them and make them try and reach the eighth seed. Like, it's a very bad situation (laughs) either way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even even with the injured players coming back, it's – they still have to mesh with what's going on. You know, then Zach has to kind of – like, everything changes. You got players who come back who need to get their shots, need to get their time. I mean, Zach's game changes a little bit because he's not going to take as many shots and everybody starts – so there's still a, that period too, you know what I'm saying, of everybody trying to mesh back in once everybody's back. And, yeah, I, I like you said, I, there's no time. Now, unfortunately, Fred has been dealing with somewhat similar situations throughout the past – uh, four years as head coach of the Chicago Bulls. Of course, he took it over from former coach Tom Thibodeau during the era of Derrick Rose and Jimmy Butler. 
in Pal Gasol, but they are, they're all gone now. They've moved on to different areas, of course, and now he'll be moving on as well to something different. Uh, the assistant, the associate head coach, Jim Boylan, will be taking over as the current coach, and maybe they'll be able to discuss some different contracts for him going forward if they decide to do so. But right now, he has to take over a terrible Bulls team, and a lot of Bulls fans who I'm sure are very frustrated with the uh, way that the Bulls are playing, but you know they're they're probably they're probably way more focused on what the 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 Bears are doing right now on the other side right. than they are in the NBA. Oh yeah, of course. So good luck to Fred Hoiberg. Whatever's next with him within his career, he seemed to he seemed to have been a well at least from Chicago's perspective, he seemed to have been a pretty good coach when he was in the NCAA. What made him so attractive in the NCAA coming over to the NBA? I mean, dude, he. He wasn't getting the talent, but he was making the tournaments and, you know what I'm saying, and, and doing pretty well in tournaments as well. So I think it, it just came down to the fact that he was a player's coach. And once you can take, you know, players who aren't, uh, you know, top five, top ten guys, you know, uh, recruiting and, and, and making your guys the best that they can be, pulling their talent out, you know, you get that attention from from – the pros, the professionals trying to bring you up to the next level. So he was a player's coach, man, and, and being able to take things to, to a level in the tournament and basically it's difficult to do that. And then, like, being that Cinderella story, especially at Iowa State, like, they're not getting no – you know what I'm saying? It's not like they're getting Duke recruits or not even Kansas recruits. You know what I'm saying? So – yeah, that that's what that's what made his his story and how he got this job so attractive because he's a he's a player's coach and he works for his his guys. But I don't know. This may just not have been the right situation for him. Maybe maybe it was too soon. But I mean, obviously, they actually to come up to play in the league. I mean, or coach in the league. I mean, you're not going to say no. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. It's a it's a it's a very rare, especially, well, in, Chicago. But... especially in Chicago, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah one of you're those dealing teams. with fans. You're dealing with fans who are already completely spoiled maybe even jaded on all the success that they've had watching the Chicago Bulls so uh, watching watching a team of this stature right now is just something that's like well you know what not even gonna get mad it's hard it's hard man I think that situation is like he's been there he was there for what four years Uh, this I think I think this was his fifth season so they gave him some time before he was released they gave him some time now so, yeah, they gave him a quarter. Yeah, yeah, they gave him some real time. So he failed, um, and it is what it is. So you know, good luck to Fred, and and hopefully, man, you know, maybe he'll go back down to the NCAA and find something else and be able to do the same thing that he was able to do in Iowa State. But speaking of firings, uh, at least, <laughs> come on, man, <laughs> at least, come on, man, at least unofficial firings. Um, Brian Windhorst went to the jump yesterday afternoon with Rachel Nichols and let her know that there has been some executive talk of what their opinion is on Carmelo Anthony. And according to them, (laughs) they believe that Carmelo Anthony has officially played his last game Mm. in the NBA. He was just released by the Houston Rockets uh, about a week, a week and a half, maybe two weeks ago. Uh, But he has not found a team in the NBA as of yet. Nobody has scrambled to try and pick him up. <laughs> scrambled. What is what is the, you know what when I say that it's like the aura of the name Carmelo Anthony has went so far down within these past few years that at first it's like 
the joke it's it's it's, it's like the e- it's like it's like the easiest joke that you can make because it has right. the best it has the best profit. You're able to get the best laugh. You can enjoy yourself at Carmelo's expense because he pretty much makes it easy to do so with the way that he plays his post game interviews, uh, 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 the way that he reacts to certain people online, mm-hmm. and so on and so forth. Uh, a lot of people a lot of people speculate that. His Achilles heel has been not adapting himself to the game, and that has just made things mm-hmm. very easy to poke fun at. But now we're in a situation where nobody wants to jump at Carmelo. They don't want to take the risk of having that. They don't want to take the risk of having to accommodate for Carmelo in their offense because yeah, I'm, I'm that, sure that, they won't be spending too much time defensively. And yeah, yeah, and and that's and now issue. it's a situation where Carmelo has to really sit and think about some things of sit and think about some things about what he wants to do. And that's sad. I think I think I think I've passed the point of like laughing and it's like, damn, I one mean, of the key components of the draft class of 2003 and now you are out the league. Not not an official retirement, not even a a a, a farewell season where you're saying goodbye to everybody and things like that. You are out the league. Yeah, but I think a lot of the things what you, you know, what you're talking about, bro. Um <laughs> being able to adapt to the league and, and changing your game. Uh, at the end of the day, the, I think another thing was like, you know, he didn't stay, he didn't stay good enough to play the way that he wanted to, you know what I mean? So mm. I can, I can like, even, you know, when Kobe, we, when we saw him declining from the injuries and stuff, he was still doing a lot of sh- shenanigans. You know what I'm saying? Regardless. And he was of still like, making 30 mil doing those damn uh, well, shenanigans too. Well, you know, I'm not here to compare Kobe to to Melo though. That's a was that's a different story. But what I'm what I'm trying to say is like, even though when Kobe was on his decline, uh, he was still helping his team to an extent. You know what I mean? Like it it wasn't like this Melo situation. Like Melo truly did you know coming off the bench or declining to come off the bench for too long, like for so long. I, I think that hurt him a lot. You know, being a team player and just wanting to be – I think he never accepted, you know, hey, maybe I should just be a six-man. And elaborating more onto that Kobe part, there was also still an aura of Kobe Bryant. Yeah. Not yeah. only to not only yeah. to NBA players across the league, but definitely to the Los Angeles Lakers. When they are able to step in the stable center and you look like, God That's damn. That's true. Right, Russell's right. looking up like, holy shit, it's Kobe Bryant. Yeah, he's, he's still, able to he's still selling Kobe. Out. Right. Throughout those pat, throughout those those times of practice and in game and and so on and so forth until he uh, had his last game against Utah um, at the end. But mm-hmm. when it comes to the young kids, I don't think they look at Carmelo Anthony and look up like, "Holy shit, it's Carmelo Anthony!" Right? No, it's almost I mean, like he's a, it's almost like he's an equal. Yeah, dude, think about it like this, bro. I mean, the kids who are coming up now, who are you know eighteen or, or you know. 17, 16, who loved, who loved the NBA. I mean, bro, Melo was like, that's, it was, it was our era, but like, look at the guys who came with him. Like some of those guys are still pretty good and in the league still. Yeah. And uh, yeah, like older, older players, like look at, you know what? I'm pretty sure that Carmelo would love to have a Vince Carter type of situation. Yes. Yes. Vince has done amazing for his like, for his career, he's he's maybe he's, not maybe not playing until role. he's forty. Yeah, maybe yeah, maybe may, maybe not playing until he's forty-one, but at least being able to 
provide some insight and 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 still be able to play yeah, with younger people. People do still you, look at it. Do you want to help your teammates? Like not from like just a scoring standpoint. Yeah, Vince 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 is not interested in all right, let me drop my 20. Uh let me make sure I get closer to 25,000 points, 30 yeah, 30 30. You're not worried about that. Let me make shit, sure I, I get let me make sure I start. Yeah, like I think bro. he just realized it's a different time. And play, and uh, I mean, it's a, it's a very, uh, I, w- I wouldn't say, uh, well, it's a little bit of a cliche thing to say, but he plays his role. I'm going to tell you like this, bro. At the end of the day, there's nights where Vince does has to, he does have to start. Yeah. <laughs> I like, and, and that's the thing about basketball as well. It's like, man, like you're, if you want, he wants to be a starter so bad or like not give up his minutes. It's like, bro, there's going to be nights where you're probably going to have to start depending on matchups. A lot of this league is matchups now. So it's like, man, it's like, bro, just just play your role, man. Like, but I think he, I think maybe, I I didn't watch, you know, I don't, I didn't watch much of him with Houston earlier on this season, but um, I hope that he didn't start to realize it like just now, and then like it was like too late, anyways. And the thing with Houston was he ended up being a scapegoat in a situation where Houston was struggling with some shit before that. And that was kind yeah. of bad, and maybe they, Carmelo they, Anthony they had used him for being trash those few weeks for saying <laughs> that's why Houston was trash. Which, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it was. It was funny, like when you see it on Twitter that they're they're highlighting that he's uh, <laughs> taking those long twenty foot shots while Houston's <laughs> down so much. I mean, it, it becomes uh, a funny point of access when it's on Twitter, but now when it comes to him being off the team and now being out of the NBA, you start realizing, damn, does anybody want to take this chance? And and look at the career highlights that he has. I mean, this is this is somebody. I mean, he doesn't have an NBA championship, and that's understood. But you're yeah. looking at one of the best uh, Olympic players that the game has seen. You're looking yeah. at a ten time NBA All Star, a great score, a great score, one of the best scores that we've ever seen. You can you can yeah. go down the uh, NCAA champion. You can go right, down no, the he, entire he, he, list. He's first ballot. He's first ballot. We're not we're not taking that away from him. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, at this point, is he? I this is this is, is a ter- this is a terrible way to go out. If you're first ballot, I I I I think he's I think he's first ballot. I do, but I but I'm not at the same time. You know, we're gonna be realistic about what's going on right now. I don't want to see him in China. I don't want to see him on the jump. I don't think he's gonna see himself in China, and I I definitely don't want. I listen. Oh, while you're mentioning the jump, it's funny. I don't really want to see. Look, if you play in the league for. Excuse me. Twenty years, ten years, fifteen years, and you and you decide to go do co- like, bro, just go home. You know, like let let somebody who's been a journalist their whole life go do that. Because like, I I I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear it. You, you the Paul Pierce shit really just ruined all of that for me. <laughs> Everybody's takes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to hear it from any of these guys. Like I know that they know a lot about the game. You know what I'm saying? And they've been playing the game for so long. Just give the job to the journalists. You know what I'm saying? Like, go home, be a family man. And I don't, I don't think Melo's gonna be in China. He wouldn't even come off the bench. He, you know what? Honestly, he should his his dumbass should have stayed in Atlanta. He's gonna be you know? he's gonna be over in China dropping eighty a night, and nobody's gonna care. Nobody. At least, at least I won't. He can't go. Who's, China. Gonna, be, who's gonna be? <clears throat> if he goes to China, he he may he may lose his uh his first ballot talk. Man. I think I think it's I think it's leaving now. You think it's gone now? I think it's I think it's leaving right now. 
It's it's tough for me. It's tough for me to. I I I hate. But, I, but, I, I mean, don't like that point. it's that way. You have a point. I don't like that it's that way. Even Rachel Nichols, when she hears the news from Windhorse, she looks at the NBA and realizes there are teams that, and, and, and she tries to keep it in a in a situation where she doesn't get in trouble. But she says, "Yo, there are literally teams that don't want to win right now." You're telling me that you can't take a risk <laughs> on just throwing Carmelo Anthony on your team and and, and trying to get. <clears throat> Something happening, it more than likely won't make it any worse for the bottom teams in the NBA. You don't think so? You're you're already at the very bottom. How much how much worse could it be adding Carmelo Anthony to your team? And how how well, difficult? I mean, we're not we're not like at the very end of the NBA season. We're I now into you. December, I, almost at the Christmas I break. You. I hear you, but but a lot of those teams that 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 you're stating have uh, you know young guys in it who need leadership. Whatever the situation was with the buyout in Atlanta, I think he didn't. I, you know, honestly, if that was his mindset, he probably would have stayed in Atlanta. So why bring a vet who has seen a lot, been through a lot, been a great scorer, won titles in the NCAA, had a long career, been one of the greats, is one of the greats, not want to come and help out, you know, the young players who are growing. So to them, it's probably a waste of time. You know, it's like. We're not going to bring a guy who's supposed to be a leader on our team, uh, and basically just be there to to you know shoot jumpers that don't go in and not and be a distraction. You know what I'm saying? And not necessarily like it's not like these kids are like, oh, I get to play with I get to play with Mello. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like like yeah, just, just, just like, listen to that. Just listen to that. Not, I don't think not, anybody I don't think anybody saying that anymore. No, they're not. And that's, that sucks. And and and, and 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 that is not disrespect to him. That's how Mello decided to. Maneuver this time, you know, near the end of his this little this little bid. So, hey man, he had opportunity, right? I mean, we, we I don't feel sorry for him or nothing like that. It it is what it is. This man been this man was all the, all the talk was him trying to get to Houston, and then he got to Houston, and then like you said, they used him as a scapegoat for being trash for a few weeks. And then Oklahoma didn't even end up working out. Oklahoma got didn't banged, work got out. Banged by the Jazz. I mean. New York was a great time for him, I'm sure. You know, I'm sure he enjoyed that 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 time there, but that ended up going sour. Um, yeah, yeah, there was a lot of bullshit. That, that, yeah, that, this is true. He he probably was, really he should have he should have embraced Atlanta. He should have embraced that, and um, I think he was like the funny thing was like the, that whole thing was him wanting to play for a contender, like like. But he's you know you say that like you don't have the chance to get cut. You know what I mean, like, bro, like you're you talking about playing? Well, he's, I don't, I don't get it, man. He should, he should have stayed in Atlanta and tried to help, you know, uh, some of these young guys out. Yeah, he's 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 definitely figuring it out now. I mean, you know, you can you can stick to your guns for the most point, but it feels like when the league passes you by and is ready to do so, there's only so much that you can do uh, until you are on the sidelines. So, who knows what Melo will be able to do within these next few weeks? But we'll be able to see what he plans and definitely what other uh, teams in the NBA have planned as far as uh, trying to interest him into come back to the NBA, if he wants to come back. So we'll see how that plays out in the next three quarters of the NBA season. Good luck, um, hello. We're, yeah, we're, we're going to take a, we're going to, we're going to take a quick break on that note. Uh, we're going to come back. We have some Orlando magic talk to discuss. If you are, if you, <laughs> why was he sing too well right now? <laughs> We shed some light on the story of Vucci Maine himself, Nikola Vucevic. I like how he's been playing with him the past 
few games, uh, especially in the month of November, leading the Orlando Magic in the Eastern Conference. Uh, there's been some rumor trade talk. We'll get to that as well. And there are some Orlando Magic alumni that we can shine some light on. Mm. Um, no, it's the fact that I, there's there's an Orlando Magic that's going to have some light shine. <laughs> what is wrong with you, dude? But we're going to get back to that. You're fucked up, dude. It's on our <laughs> <laughs> On RT Radio. We'll be back after this. Thanks. Oh man! I gotta Did work on my three Joel. You need to work on your uh, your 2018 Joels. Then you want me to do my 2018 Joels? They better me in the corner for the floor. Fix. Fix. Yo, fix. Looking up with the rock now. All right, episode 12 of RSPN, we are back on the mic in yeah. much better spirits after that. That was sombering? But now, yeah, sombering, after that sombering segment on Carmelo Anthony. But now we are back after a nice commercial break, a refresh on, on Joel Santana. Before we get uh, before we get into um, the story of Vucci Main, I want to give a quick rest in peace to Tumblr. Man, RIP Tumblr, man. They, they are they officially fucked up. They are officially dead after they have announced that all adult content will now be banned starting on, I think, December 19th, sometime in December. Uh, it's so going to take them that long to get it all off. <laughs> yeah, it might, take, it might take them until December 19th of 2021 to get all that, to get all, right. all that sex off Tumblr. But, you know, that's, that is mainly what Tumblr is. Arguments and arguments and sex. But brief rest in peace to Tumblr. Uh, one thing that I did want to say. If you listen to episode 11 last week, uh, we had said that there were some playlists out for the year end uh, of RNC Radio as well as R&B and RNC. But because I am an idiot that likes to jump the gun, uh, those were not out last week. I to text you about that, buddy. Those were (laughs) – those dropped yesterday. I think Mark was wrong. (laughs) Big wrong. (laughs) Those (laughs) dropped yesterday. Uh, So if you have not checked out the year-end playlist for RNC Radio as well as R&B and RNC uh, check out our <clears throat> playlist feed. Uh, you can find them anywhere that you can find our playlist and our podcast on twitter.com slash RNC Radio Live. Yeah. Uh, we have some nice promo for those, some nice videos that would get you in a little bit of a jiggy mood uh, for both playlists. I think 2018 was a very good year it was for rap year for as us. well yeah. as R&B. Great year for the culture. Yeah, niggas like Will I Am complaining about the shit, but, Ooh. you know, tah. Mr. On, Mr. Boom Boom, Mr. Boom Boom Pow. Uh, I'm about to say this nigga's made some to... of the some of the worst tracks I've ever heard. Cam said, Cam said this nigga made Boom Boom Pow. He got some nerves. <laughs> so he got some nerves. He got some nerves. It's true, bro. It's true. Yeah, man. I think I think disrespectful, that, bro. I mean that 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 take in general is already an extremely tiring take, but having it come from Will I Am was just rich. So. Uh, we'll take care of the good hip hop and the good R&B for you on both playlists. So check those out. Twitter.com slash RNC Radio Live. Uh, you can check out the promo videos as well as the playlist on Apple Music and Spotify as well. All right. So as a Heat fan, I have to watch 
a lot more of my division than a lot of others do uh, throughout their NBA fandom and their and their personal divisions uh, of their teams. So with that comes a lot of Hornets watching, Hawks watching, Wizards watching, which has just been very thrilling to go back and forth <laughs> with Chris on. And uh, we've had the Orlando Magic, who I think a lot of people going into the season did not expect them to do amazing. Uh, I think they have been in a similar area that Miami has been, at least for this season. Um, and Elton had sprinkled some insight on this when he was on a couple of weeks ago where he said sometimes teams just get into an area where you're stuck in the middle. And when you're stuck in the middle, it becomes the most frustrating thing as far as the NBA. Because when it comes to talking shit, you can't really do too much talking shit. You're not that good and you're not that bad compared to the to, to, to the very bottom. But you can't even try and entertain doing anything within the playoffs. And right now, Orlando has the last spot as we speak in the conference picture if in the, in the conference picture if the playoffs had started today they are currently tied they're currently tied with the Charlotte Hornets of course another uh, southeast division team they're 11 and 12 as we speak so if we were to start right now they would be of course going up against the Toronto Raptors but 11 and 12 has been very good for Orlando for the first quarter of the season they've had one of the more difficult schedules compared to many other teams within the NBA. But from what they were able to do in November, they cleaned up their bad start in October of going two and five. Now they beat Miami and they were able to beat Boston very early, but November ends up, but November ends up in an area where they get some pretty quality wins. The ones being to note are beating the Los Angeles Lakers twice. Uh, They beat Philadelphia. They beat San Antonio. When it comes to how they were able to do that for the Orlando Magic, it's mainly been on the heels of a player who is not brand new to the Orlando Magic. It is the eight-year Nikola Vucevic, which head coach Steve Clifford has tried to make the centerpiece of the Orlando Magic when it comes to his scoring and has been able to improve a lot of his game compared to his first seven seasons in the NBA. I mean, we're only a quarter into the NBA right now, and so far he is scoring better than he has within the past seasons, especially within the Orlando Magic. Uh, I mean, right now it's really based on a 23-game uh, sample compared to full seasons in the NBA, but right now he's scoring better than he has. Uh, he's being way more aggressive than he has as far as getting to the line and making sure that uh, he's able to take over the paint and be a strong presence within there for the most part. He ended up taking around like three, almost three to four threes last year. And right now he's around that, but he's making them at a better percentage than he has been beforehand. So Steve Clipper's trying to make him more of an offensive threat. And so far it's been working. He's leading the entire team with his 21 points a game. And he has good, the younger, though. he's been very good. And, and he has other players within Orlando to help him as well. It's not very far off as say we were looking at, um, Zach Levine in Chicago, he has young talent, he has experienced talent, and they've all been able to keep Orlando in the mix within the Eastern Conference playoff picture. He's, he's probably the better coach, too, though, and, and, you know, in comparison to the, the Chicago situation. With Steve, with Steve Clifford and Fred Hoiberg, yeah, I say yeah. Steve has done a very good job. He seemed more interested uh, than uh, Frank Vogel did when he had took over. He, he wanted to make sure that Orlando has a much better identity than they had. Uh, beforehand and so far it has worked the reason that I've been looking at Vucevic so closely is because 
mainly for two things. One thing is I want to see if it ends up being more of a Hassan Whiteside situation, and I'll get to that in a little in a little bit. But the more immediate <laughs> thing that the more immediate thing that I've been looking at is it's getting pretty close to All Star time, and when it comes yeah. to yeah. All Star votes, I know Vucevic will not be able to beat um, any type of popular vote against Joel Embiid. Not only for the fact, not only for the sake of that Embiid is going to get easy popular votes, but you have a Joel Embiid that is damn near a candidate for MVP. So that starting lockup, that that starting, so that starting area as one of the forwards in the All-Star game will more than likely be a lock-in. But my question is, with the way that Vucevic has been playing, will he be able to at least make the All-Star team based on any other <clears throat> votes that they set up after the popular vote is done? From what I've seen in mean... the past few weeks... He should be able to do it. He should he should he should be able to, but you know how this shit go, man. All star is like, bro. You remember when uh you remember when Yao Ming used to get voted in just because everybody in China was voting him in? Yeah. <laughs> and just like um just like uh Pachulia. Like how oh, Pachulia yeah, almost yeah, stuck yeah, into yeah, the yeah, damn all star game. Situation. Yeah, same situation. To Nicola's advantage, at least now it's not a situation in the All Star game where there's only one center that is going to go up and start. Now we pretty much have guards and forwards um, on 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 how they pick. We're not positive if they're going to do uh, a team LeBron or a team Stefan or anything like that again. But he has the opportunity to be one of the bigs that's able to make the All Star game, and it would be a very good look for Orlando. Of course. The last Orlando Magic to play the All-Star game ended up being Dwight Howard in 2011 and 2012, and since then they have not had uh, a Magic represented in the NBA All-Star game. I mean, you have Victor Oladipo now, but Oladipo is an alumni of the Magic, and he wasn't uh, uh, close to where he is now when he was out in Orlando. That's facts. The last person that ends up being a Magic in an All-Star game was Dwight Howard, but it would be cool for him to... Yeah, it'd be cool Dwight for him to break was, that streak being the same center. Yeah, Dwight was playing out of his mind at that point. That was a different Dwight uh, Howard. Yeah, compared to compared to what we have in Washington now. Post 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 back and ass problems. Well, yeah, those back problems, those back problems did not go away when it was in L.A. When it was in Houston, when it was in Atlanta, and now Dwight is about to have surgery <laughs> on. Now nah, I might as well just say it. Dwight Howard's about to have surgery on his ass. And he's going to be out for the next two to three months. So, uh, awkward shout out to Dwight Howard, but um, he. You think? Be... You think? Do you think it's crazy? Uh, do you think it's crazy that Dwight's still in the league and and Melo's not? Yeah, no, I feel like Dwight's more expandable. Uh, yeah, no, I hear you. His his position is definitely more expandable. So flashes of brilliance. He's had flashes of he's of he's a games he's a good Charlotte. support player. Absolutely. So yeah, is he better than Whiteside? What kind of fucking question is that? Are I'm, you serious? I'm dead serious. I'm just answering my question. I'm not trying to be disrespectful. No. Okay. No, I was just asking you. No. I was just asking you what you no. thought. I'm not. I'm not trying to say. I'm not trying to say either way, bro. I was just. I wanted to know what you thought. Now, um, it's a good thing that you brought up Whiteside because, from a Magic fan's perspective, I've noticed that they have taken the positives of Vucevic's game and how he's able to pr- improve himself to be a very top center in the game as of right now, and say, okay. That's pretty cool. Maybe we can continue to ride this out, mm-hmm. let it cook, and when the time is right, Vucevic will be a very pretty-looking trade to try and get somebody when the time is right. And it's and it's similar to how Hassan's been viewed 
from a Heat fan's perspective in the first quarter of the NBA. You see him putting up 20-20 a night. You mainly look at it from two sides of the spectrum. You start looking at it as, at it as okay, Hassan could end up improving to be what is expected of him with the Heat going forward. Or you start looking at it as, okay, 2020, he builds a couple more of these, starts looking very positive, starts looking very good. A trade could end up working very well with the way that he has built himself up. Now, who does Orlando trade Vucevic to to get who? I have no idea. Right now, the only trades that have been, uh, that have looked lucrative for anybody so far has just been what has been rumored for uh, John Wall and Bradley Beal. But the way that they have been improving for the past uh, couple of games, they just beat the Rockets in overtime. I don't know how far those rumors are going to go if they end up going throughout the rest of the season. I mean... Hey man, if uh, I'm Orlando, I'd like to I'd like to keep Vucevic, but no, I also I, have that that view of Hassan, we'll of Hassan too. Yeah, no, I I definitely could see them. You know, um, I could see them keeping them. I think it's just gonna it's gonna come down to what's on what, what the market looks like, and it's gonna come down to, of course, how their team continues to progress. So, if they if they get in a situation where yeah he's balling, but they're still not taking it to the next level, then something will be done. But you know, you know how that is, man. Now, Vucevic is a little bit younger than uh, Hassan Whiteside is. Uh, Whiteside's 29, and Vucevic is around 28 years old. He's better than Whiteside, though. You know that, right? You do You do understand I mean, that, though, right? I mean, as a reason, he has been. Okay. Uh, no, no. 30. Yeah, he yeah he ends up having a very good game in, in, in the second game that Orlando had had against Los Angeles in, La, in the Staples Center. They end up winning that game uh, with a very impressive stat line. And that has been the key option for Orlando's offense when it comes to uh, scoring. Now, relating Vucevic to Whiteside's age starts appearing when I see the youth that Orlando has and what they plan for their players in the Magic going forward. When I start seeing Mo Bamba, start seeing Jonathan Isaac, and of course, you still have Aaron Gordon, maybe Magic fans are a little bit more cozy with letting the 28-year-old Vucevic go and gamble out on a good trade. But the only question is, what do you try and get in this current climate? As long as, I'd say, as long as the offer is, is worth it, then they should go for it. But if they can keep them and it ends up working out, then so be it, man. It's a good, it's a good situation to be in. Now, I, now I, I don't think, I don't think Nicola ends up in the current rumor trade that the magic have had within the past few days. But from what we have been able to see, the reports that the Orlando magic have had interest in, in the Knicks guard of Frank Nilakina. Mm. Parent you know, so they uh, what Knicks thinking about pairing him with uh with Porzingis? Who Vucevic? Yeah. I think that would be I don't think I that don't would, think I think that would trade, be a complete, Yeah, I don't think that I think that would be a complete haul if if Orlando gives a Vucevic for fucking Frank Nilakina and ends up having him be the starter point guard. Of course, you have the youth that you're able to expand and have maybe Frank as a starting point guard for Orlando, but now you have given New York a fucking weapon in Vucevic, and Porzingis isn't playing to play for the rest of the season. But when he comes back, that's a very, that's a very tall, that's a very tall order to deal with when you're dealing with seven foot Porzingis at your power forward, and then you have a, a, an improving Vucevic as your center. Yeah, I mean, it, bro, I don't, I don't see that happening. I mean. I guess it's not it's not really an even trade to me. Yeah, it's all it's all positive for for Frank. I mean, he gets to get out of pr- probably the stress of 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 having to improve in New York City and and develop and be a better player while you're in the 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 watchful eye of the New York sports media. You head out to Orlando, Florida, where things are a little bit more relaxed. 
uh, and you have players on the Orlando Magic where you're able to ball and have these amazing games. And the downside of it is maybe you're not in an area where you're going to be talked about every night or seen every night. Look at how much that Vujovic has balled throughout the month of November, and yet it's almost like we're treating this as a best-kept secret. But, you know, maybe that's a better environment to help him improve. Of course, of course. But it would have to happen. Both sides would have to want that to happen. Yeah, so we'll see. What Orlando is able to give up for Frank Nilakina, they have plenty of different options of what they're able to trade out to New York City to try and be able to get him. They have uh, DJ Augustine. I mean, he's he's ended up getting around there in age, uh, but he is providing DJ 10 points Augustine. a game for the Orlando. Wow. Is, that, is, that, is, that, is that an old school name at this point? I, it, it's just weird because I, I just I remember, was, wasn't he a Laker? Who was that, that that played with Kobe for a little bit? It was a point guard they brought over. It was kind of like a – wasn't it DJ Augustine? Oh, was that Ramon Sessions? Was that Ramon Sessions? It was Ramon Sessions. I apologize. It was Ramon Sessions. You you know where I was going with that, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, I had a small I kind of similar remember. point guard. Yeah, it was Ramon Sessions. It was Ramon Sessions. But, you know, uh, Orlando He's has the – Sessions still in the league? Who? Ramon? Yeah. I don't think so. Hmm. Let's check. <laughs> I'm just curious. Ramon Sessions is part of Maccabi Tel Aviv of the Israeli so. Premier yeah, League. Yeah. So he, he out there getting that, getting that, that, that money. And speaking of Nixon Magic, there's also alumni talk of former Orlando Magic, <clears throat> one of which God. being Mario Hazonia, which is now a New York Nick and had a little bit of a moment last week against one of our favorites of Giannis Santacumpo. <laughs> he had. Did you, did you a, like the play? I mean, he had a he had the the Knicks ended up getting a nice little steal. He got the pass. He had a nice little run. He had a he had a runoff dunk that was going to be very easy, and Giannis went to try and swat at it and attempt to block it, but Zonia held on. Giannis slipped and fell a little bit, and I don't know what goes into the mind of Mario Hazonia as of right now as he stares at Giannis on the floor, but he takes the Allen Iverson step over. <laughs> <laughs> and starts waving to the crowd to start getting hyped. Now you have Knicks fans on the baseline pointing at Giannis like, ah, ah, he just got banged on. When it really wasn't even a bang it, on. It wasn't, and, and it I, wasn't that, yeah, it wasn't that deep for me. I see a lot of Knicks fans be like, oh, Giannis just got banged on. I'm like, who in their right mind is going to bang on Giannis? And I look at the clip and I'm like, maybe a bang on. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't that serious. Um, the, the, the crazy thing is like <laughs> – Next, next time, next time Giannis has to play them, you already know, man. He gonna try to embarrass that boy. Yeah, uh, unfortunately for Mario, he is now a marked man. So I hope he protects his back and and wears a cup at least for the next game against the Milwaukee Bucks, uh, because he uh, because Giannis has some things in mind now. Uh, media was able to get to him for a comment relating to his game, uh, relating to his quotes on the fact that he is going to punch Hazonia in the nuts the next time that he sees him. Mm. And here is what he had to say. Um, you know, what I said, I meant it. You know, I'm a person that you know, I don't take uh, words back. I wasn't mad or frustrated after the game. Uh, it was more as a pride thing. But I know I got to choose uh, better words. Try to word uh, my sentence. I said it's better, and that's annoying. Sometimes it's tough because I'm not from here, I'm from overseas, so I come out as more harsh, but I gotta do a better job. And because I know I'm a role model for a lot of kids, and uh, 
having uh, kids, you know, seeing kids in the road and saying, yeah, punch him in the, you know, uh, thing. It's not, it's not, it's not a good thing. I felt terrible about that, but you know, as a person, uh, what I meant, what I said, that I meant it, but I got to choose better words. To me, I'm still gonna punch him in the nuts. Yeah, Giannis was like, "Look, man, I should have just said, I should just said it different, but I'm still gonna do it." Hmm. Yeah, pretty much. So you know, wear a cup, Mario, next time, or at least just do or don't it. do it. Don't do it again. I, or, or or just stay out of the paint, or just completely stay out of the paint next time I mean, against the You can, the, you can the try Bucks. to yam on him, just don't get disrespectful after. I guess. I guess I, I'm pretty sure that's what he was. You know, like, bro, play your game. You know what I'm saying? Do what you're gonna do. Just don't get disrespectful. That might have just and that now that I think about it, that might have just been a heady play by Mario Hazonia because the next Bucks Knicks game, I think, is on Christmas. Yeah, I, I, could you imagine getting punched in the nuts on Christmas? If if Mario gets punched in the nuts on Christmas in Madison Square Garden with everybody with everybody's family and kids looking up, that will be a very terrible way to go out. Yeah, it'd be it'd be a, man. He gonna be trying to. Giannis might try to drop fifty on these fools. Yep, he I mean, be upset. fifty in the garden on Christmas Day. That's it's doable. That's a it's normal. Doable. That's a normal. That's a normal Christmas Day for New York. Yeah, so. yeah, it's doable. Come on, man. So we, yeah. so we gotta see, Damn, bro. So we're gonna see how that goes down on Christmas Day between the Bucks and the Knicks. I can't wait for the Christmas games. We're gonna hold off onto those as we get closer to the Christmas Day games of the NBA. Of course, you have the Bucks and Knicks starting it off. You have Thunder and Rockets, Sixers and Celtics, Lakers and Warriors, and the Trailblazers against the Utah Jazz. So we'll have more of that within the month uh, of RSPN and get everybody's hopes and wishes of what they plan for the Christmas games this year. I don't think, I don't think, I think we've got to see the Christmas jerseys yet. No, not yet. Not yet. I hope they look dope. So, so we'll see what Nike has cooked up for those. Already very impressed with the city jerseys. Oh, and speaking of Magic alumni, uh, shout out to Victor Oladipo. We had the episode on Oladipo this uh, season of RSPN. He just dropped his album um, this past weekend, the same day his championship dropped. So VO is on Apple Music, on Spotify, Google Play, la, 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 everything. Um, you could stream Victor Oladipo's album from there, but he is also out indefinitely with a knee injury, a uh, very big blow to the Pacers. They're going to have to figure out some other offense from there. I will not be picking the Pacers in 2K. Now that Victor is out. So uh, we'll have true. more information on Oladipo and his injury and when he is able to return uh, within the following weeks. But as of right now, he is out indefinitely. So sucks, man. Shut up. Yeah, but hopefully he'll be able to come back very quickly for Indiana because Indiana is looking very well in the East. Let's hope that they are able to keep it up while Victor is out. And that's mainly it, man. Shout out to shout out to Vucci Main. Hopefully he's able to keep it going. We'll see how he does in the All Star votes. Might not be able to beat Embiid, but if he keeps on this path of these thirty point games and these fifteen rebounds and keeps Orlando afloat in the playoff picture, we'll see where he's able to go in the All Star game. I'm sure Orlando Magic fans be happy having somebody back into the All-Star weekend that is not just trying to do a dunk contest for the past four years. So shout out <laughs> to that, and hopefully they'll be able to have a representative in the All-Star game. Hopefully, man. Um, uh, Jeff, what are you looking like as far as your shout-outs? What do you think about this week? Um, hmm. I heard you had a shout-out for Patrick Beverly after his game. 
against Patrick the Mavericks Bailey's the other so day. Fucking dirty, bro. He's so <laughs> he's such a dirty player, bro. I like. If, well, I'm I'm sure everybody who listens to this, they they kind of know that like, they'll probably agree with me how dirty he is. But y'all know, man. Y'all know this man not not my man's tooth out, man. I think he had a. I think he had a. I mean, he's he's already well known for um, uh, the antics that he, he pulled always, with Westbrook and his injury, low, bro. He's always. I think he pulled it again low, with Westbrook, and Westbrook had snapped. Uh, yeah. uh, making sure that he does not do that shit again. But um, recently, I think on on Saturday night, I think on Saturday night or Sunday night, of course we have DeAndre Jordan playing his old team with the Los Angeles Clippers, and it ends up being a very back and forth game. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr., one of the best defenders that is on Dallas and one of the uh, uh, best players, of course, for the Mavericks in their recent surge, goes to jump on the ball. Patrick Beverly goes to get him as well as the ball. Uh, While he does that, Dennis Smith Jr.'s tooth literally falls onto the court. And a little bit later, uh, Patrick Beverly throws the ball at a fan and gets ejected for normal Patrick Beverly uh, occurrences. So, you know, that might might be your first shout-out that you can do this week. Man, look. That guy's dirty, man. <laughs> I don't want to shout him out. He's dirty. You want to at least shout out DeAndre Jordan for defeating his old work? Um, I'm, I'm sure you know how that feels, getting rid of that old work, getting back to you. <laughs> oh, you sure? Oh, I know what it feels like? Yeah, of course. On, <laughs> what, what would I know about that? <laughs> Chill out, man. <laughs> Chill the fuck out, man. <laughs> Wild, shout out! Man. <laughs> uh, shout out! Uh, shout out! Oh my god, my nose! That shit, man. What you? You? You know what? I'm not even. Gonna, I'm not even. Listen. Yeah, I'm ready. Not ready. I'm ready. All right. Oh god! Shout out to um, Kawhi Leonard on his New Balance deal. Shout out to the game that he had against Golden State on Thursday I as well. I forgot about the New Balance deal, man. I'm mad you just mentioned that. I was about to say, you forgot about the game on Thursday? KD fucking drilled a three in this thing's face? No, I just forgot about the New Balance deal. Yeah, shout out to the New Balance deal. Are the shoes, um, are the, have the shoes been seen? Nah, I don't think so. Not yet, at oh, least. Okay. At least not by me. I don't know nah, if I would go back to wearing New Balances, but, you know, shout out to Kawhi. No sure chance in hell, deal. buddy. Sure it's a very lucrative deal. Uh, ended up having a very good game against Golden State on Thursday. Could have ended up being our feature presentation, but we've done enough Warrior talk. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Warriors, you know, they got they got plenty of attention. Uh, yeah, they got plenty of things to yeah, plenty of things to deal uh, to deal with for these past few weeks. Um, shout out KD, of course, for that wild three. That would have completely pissed me off if it was in two K. He ended up dropping fifty one points against Toronto, uh, but loses in overtime. Um, shout out to Gordon Hayward for waking up. He drops thirty eight and nine against. Uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves this past week. I'm sure that felt good. Uh, shout out to Kobe on creating the Mamba Sports Academy. I believe that's going to be an academy for young players. He might teach them a few things about, about his what? repertoire and his game. Uh, you tell me what he teaches them. <laughs> we'll see how we'll see how that goes. We'll on, see man. how that goes once the academy is done. Uh, and shout out Draymond Green. I don't normally do too much talk about Draymond since we had uh, why? Well, what do you do? Well, uh, I mean, we haven't had too much. We had to have. We haven't had too much talk of him after bitch Kate. But um, <laughs> uh, Steve Steve Kerr had announced that he won't play in the Golden State road trip at all against bitch Atlanta. <laughs> against Atlanta. <laughs> uh, <laughs> hey, 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 hey! Real quick, real quick. Shout out to the Timberwolves. Uh, we're up. 
twelve on Houston right now. With one minute left. About to go back to five hundred. Go twelve and twelve. Yeah, I, just, I had, I had to. to, I had to, I had to say this, bro, because you know it's it's the Rockets, so you already know. Yeah, Houston tries to stay afloat. Well, it doesn't look like it's going very well. Fuck We're losing Minnesota right now. Uh, so Draymond, Steve Kerr has said, will not play in the road trip at all against Atlanta. I believe that is tonight while we record. Um, Cleveland on Wednesday and Milwaukee Friday night on ESPN. He won't play in any of those games this week off the toe injury. Wink, wink. Nudge, wink, nudge. Wink, huh? Cough, cough. Off the toe injury. Man, freedom on, man. That's all I got to say. Freedom on. You're ridiculous, bro. Freedom on, man. KD's not even mad anymore. Steve, I tighten up. No, sorry, I can't free the mind. Bro, you always trying to start some shit, man. Man, free the mind, man. Freedom That's how on, I feel. Huh? Feeling spicy. Free the mind, man. Feeling spicy. It's, it's really two gimmies that they have this week, Atlanta and Cleveland. That should be, like, automatic. And then Milwaukee. Milwaukee had already destroyed them in Oracle this season. So we'll see mm, what they are destroyed. able to do to Milwaukee. And uh, yeah, it was embarrassing. So we'll be able to see what they do against Milwaukee this week, Friday night on ESPN. And speaking of uh, this weekend, uh, speaking of this weekend, we're going to have our next. Well, it won't be a hometown classic because we're not going to do Heat Timberwolves. But Jeff and I will be streaming sometime this weekend. Of course, it's going to be Art Basel weekend if you are out here in Miami. Uh, but we are going to have a stream of some more 2K this weekend. Uh, we're going to go on Twitch this time instead of YouTube. So if you're out at home this weekend and want to and 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 need some things to watch, you can come Pull watch up. us. We're yeah. gonna play some 2K. Might do some Randy's talk. We might do some some pick talk. Never, Never know. know. We're gonna have some. Uh, I'm sure people will jump into the PS4 party if if you have either of us. If you have Jeff's PS4 ID, if you have my ID, hop into the party. Come through. We'll have everybody's. Everybody's voice on streaming, and then of course anybody who watches, uh, we're gonna have everything set through Twitter. So this weekend, I'm not positive it's gonna be Friday or Saturday, but um, we'll have that set up for you. I'll post everything, and then everything will be good from there. Yes, sir. Um, all right, let's get the soldier moment. Huh? You got one this week? He hit it! He hit it! What? What happened, bro? <laughs> Oh my God, yo, yo, okay. So I'm gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my original soldier moment, but my soldier moment should really be what had just happened, maybe like ten minutes ago. It looks like Kawhi Leonard reaches in against Jokic, far past the three point line. Jokic gets like hit in the face and just launches the ball high as fuck into the air and makes it. I don't wow. know if that's a four point play or not, but that should that. <laughs> crazy all right my, my real soul moment my real soul moment is also raptor related um if you have seen the photo of danny green <laughs> and clay thompson where danny green is trying to play defense and it looks like he is riding on the back of clay thompson as if, it's, as if it's red dead uh we'll post the <laughs> we'll post the photo and i'll show you the photo after too but it's one of the <laughs> it's one of the funniest defensive moments that i've seen not only this past week but in the past season so that will be my soldier moment for the week. My soldier moment of the week is going to come to Kareem Hunt, man. Kareem Hunt off a of beam, man. Kicking a woman, uh, pushing a woman, and then getting cut by your team, bro. Although, guess what, man? You already know he's going to get picked up. 
Yeah, I think the sober moment out of all of that is the fact that people are still going to try and pick him up for the low. <laughs> so, <laughs> it shouldn't be surprising at all, but... No, it, it shouldn't be surprising at all. Uh, terrible people, man. Stop kicking and hitting women, man. What the fuck going on with y'all? I see some hey, people hey, like, hey, 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 real quick. Super Smash Brothers comes out on Friday. Holla at oh, me. I'm about to be so I will, jealous. I will be on that. Um, I'm so excited. I've been on, on Pokemon... Uh, you know, since it came out, but I'm so excited for for Smash Brothers. So that's on Friday. Yeah. How, how's how's Red Dead Online? I haven't played yet. I haven't dealt with it yet. Once I started seeing niggas getting roped up, and once I yeah. started seeing niggas getting punched back and forth, you seen the nigga that was getting punched back and I forth do. like a fucking beanbag? Yeah, yeah, you posted it, bro. You posted it. <laughs> I was like, nope, not creating my character. I'll be back. I'll come on uh, later. You posted. I'll it, come bro. on later this week. That shit is absolutely nuts. I just finished the uh I just finished the actual chapters of that the, the actual game. I finished chapter six this past weekend. Very, very sad. Won't spoil it for anybody that has not finished story mode, but I'm in the epilogue now. Epilogue's kind of eh, it's kind of dragging, but I'm only in part one. I heard part two is a better one. So I want real ideal ideally I want to finish the epilogue before I hop online, but right now, since it's already out, and I'm sure people are already finding ways to get money, uh, I really don't give a shit. I gotta try and make sure that I get on online as quick as I can, but apparently everybody's broke. Apparently everybody's broke. Uh, There hasn't been too many ways to make money, so I'm very happy with that. At least people aren't putting $1,000 in already, and I'm I'm just going to be starting with $0, so that's the positive of all of it, so. But but that's mainly been it. Shout out to shout out to everybody who's gonna be playing Smash this weekend. I'm gonna be very jealous. Uh, glued to your streams of what you plan to do with your Switch, which Switch streams actually look very good. This uh, from what I have seen. So who knows? Maybe I'll pop in a Twitch and, and and start taking a look at what Smash looks like. Yeah, I'm 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 extremely excited, bro. Truly. Yep. But that's mainly it. We'll see y'all next week, episode thirteen. Who knows who we have? Who knows what we'll talk about? But who knows who we'll have, who knows what we'll talk about, but of course, anything that is up to date in the latest and greatest of the Alpha Sport, you can find here on RSPN. So, with myself as Mark, with he as of Jeff, yeah, we salute. We'll see y'all next week.